Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are talking about... The Triumphal Entry. Yes, a great one. Yeah. So... You know, this is this is about worship. This one, right? So, okay. um, if you were to be forced to define worship right now, quickly, how would you do it? She's <laughs> shaking her head. No, for all of you that uh, know that this is an <laughs> audio podcast, uh, she's staring at me, shaking her head. No, meaning she does not want to define what worship is. Worship is. <laughs> she's going to read <laughs> my notes. So. I have a definition figured out here. And that it's I right in front saw, of me. And it's right in front of you. So you can read that. Why don't you read that? <laughs> okay. You think I can read your writing? No. Okay. To place priority on one's relationship with God and valuing what he values. It involves serving, humbling oneself before him, and showing reverence for him by how you live your life. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, you got to figure out things. And, and ultimately, you know, I've heard other people say things like, if you show me your checkbook, I'll right. tell you what you worship. Oh, where, I got where you. Your money goes. I see. I see. I see. Uh, you you show me your checkbook. Your, like you, no one has one of those yeah. anymore. <laughs> well, it used to be show me your checkbook. Show yeah. me your your day timer. Uh, also, nobody has oh, any one of those anymore. Yeah, yeah. Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your show money? Show me your Google Calendar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Siri, where has this person been all these days? <laughs> I've just looked at my phone to see if I turned it on, but I did not. Um, That's good. You didn't say it in your normal. But but the thing is right. In the triumphal entry, Jesus is coming towards the end of his time uh, here on this earth. He's coming into Jerusalem for the last week mm-hmm. as he heads mm-hmm. towards the cross. And a lot of what's going on in this 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 passage has to do with worship. So mm-hmm. to frame that up, we're going to look at a couple, uh, three verses from First and Second Corinthians first. And then we're going to jump into the story. So First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Yeah, so we have this reality that uh, when you receive Jesus into your life, uh, he places the Holy Spirit in you as well, right? So we have the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us. We mm-hmm. have been filled by the Spirit. Now, there's different ways that different people think that that happens. Some people believe it happens at conversion. Other people say you got to have some kind of uh, indwelling experience or crisis of faith moment mm-hmm. where the Holy Spirit uh, enters into your life and from there on you're Spirit-filled. Regardless, First uh, Corinthians chapter three verse sixteen tells us that the Holy Spirit is placed in our life by Christ, right? Because yeah. we are God's temple. And then we get to First Corinthians chapter six verse nineteen. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. Yeah. So now we realize, you know what? We are a temple housing the Holy Spirit mm. dwelling in us, mm-hmm. which means we are not, like, we're not alone in this. Like, we are not ours. We don't have all authority to make all decisions in what we do. There is a hierarchy that works in our lives. Right. And we've got to understand that, right? So God lives in us. Uh, so worship now is not just something that we might want to do. It's something right. that we Our must and do, have right? To. So yeah. then, then jumping over to Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? 
For we are the temple of the living God, as God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Yeah, and here we get that idolatry word coming out, right? Idols. And that's when we take uh, a created thing and we put it in the place of the creator. So when we take God and remove him from the position of all authority or all affection or all worship in our lives and we take something created and put it in, other ways that people talk about it is God is the creator and Satan is the counterfeiter. He will always Mm, give us a counterfeit and try to trick us into thinking that that's better so that we worship the counterfeit or we worship the created thing. And the the idea here is that worship isn't just something that you do, it's who we are. Yes. Because we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We are purchased and saved, reconciled, redeemed, and renewed by the blood of Christ mm. to God the Father. Yeah. Worship is not an option for those who follow Christ. It should be Amen. something that comes out of us, right? Mm. So here we go. We're going to go to Luke chapter 19. Okay. Uh, 28. A couple weeks ago, oh. We did one where it was Jesus as a teenager, and I talked about how I loved that verse. Yes. Uh, This triumphal entry, uh, first few days are some of of my favorite uh, stories because of the depth and the richness that Mm. you get in these stories. So Luke chapter 19, verse 28 to 35. 35, okay. And when he had said these things, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he drew near Bethphage, I don't know how to say that, and Bethany at the mount that is called Oliver. Olivet? Olivet? Olivet. Olivet. He sent, I'm reading it with his French. He sent two of the disciples saying, go into the village in front of you where on entering you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? You shall say this, the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went away and found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus, and throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. I love that. The Lord has need of it. Oh, well, in that case, you know, like... (laughs) I've tried that multiple times, and it's never worked. No, I've (laughs) never tried it. Um, Yeah, so you get this story. They're coming into into the, the moment where they're coming into Jerusalem. There's a ton of imagery here. Why a colt? Why is it tied up? Why has it never been ridden? So in other places, it's a donkey. Colt, donkey, same thing? Colt, donkey, yeah. Small horse? (laughs) Uh, Unbroken. Unbroken, okay. Never sired a foal. So we're talking like a teenager wild animal. Gotcha. Um, The kind that you would ride in a rodeo. I wouldn't ride anything, but yes. So, yeah. And and the idea was, you know, there's lots lots of ink has been written on... As Jesus enters into Jerusalem, he rides on a donkey, which is the same way that they would parade Middle Eastern kings right. around when they lost a battle. They like, would put them yeah. on a donkey. Uh, but yet, when you read Revelation, he's going to come back on a stallion. Yes. The war horse, the triumphal master, right? And so there's this imagery that Jesus is coming into Jerusalem. The people are looking for somebody to overthrow the Romans and to establish a kingdom immediately. And the very animal that Jesus is riding is supposed to kind of give them a signal like, this isn't how this is going down. Right. All right. There's something different going on. It's unridden. Nobody had ever sat on it. Um, I grew up on a farm. You don't <laughs> you don't just ride an uh, animal. They do in the movies all the yeah, time. Yeah, not yeah. But then throw them into a crowd 
Oh, and have like that are noise. waving palm branches and throwing cloaks down and pressing in to get to him. And that is an animal that has never been ridden. Not going to be an easy ride. So right away, mm. in the midst of all of this, you see um, the sovereignty that God has over the situation yeah. because that animal would not want to walk calmly through that crowd. It wasn't trained or to Or even do let it. you near it, actually. It wasn't trained to do it yet, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. The colt uh, should have been unrideable. Jesus is in complete control. Uh, God is God and in control of all things at all times. And we're about to watch in the coming weeks, right, if you were to read the passages through in the coming stories, this week is going to just seemingly unravel more and more and more. And we start to think, oh, my goodness, they're getting Jesus. Mm -hmm. But he's in control. Yeah. Right? And he's showing that just in this ride on this little little donkey that why is that why is the owner asking what are you doing yeah because he knows that they're going for a ride like, yeah. this is not <laughs> yeah. gonna be and that's probably he just stepped back was like okay yeah, yeah. there this is not gonna be Take a it pleasant, at your own this is not gonna be a pleasant experience for you. <laughs> yeah it's not meant to pull a cart yet it's not meant to ride it's not good it's not for good for anything, anything. yeah, yeah. Um, See that? I feel yeah. like on the same wavelength right there. We were. Okay, let's go to verses 36 through 38. 36 through 38. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. And as he was drawing near, already on the way down to the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory to the highest. Yeah, and here comes the worship, right? Uh, yeah. Glory to the blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, glory in the highest. And they're crowding in, loud voices, worshiping. And why are they worshiping? So it tells us right there, because they had seen miracles. Yeah. Right? They weren't worshiping Jesus because of who he was. They were <laughs> worshiping Jesus because of what he did. What he had done. Right? What they had seen. Feed me some fish. Make like there's thousands yeah. of us. We're hungry. Feed us again. This guy what can't he see. Can do for do them? the trick. Do the trick. Make him see. Make him walk. Yeah. Heal this guy. And some of them for sure. They knew who Jesus was. They figured this out. They were worshiping him. But the crowd is all about what are they going to get out of this? The mm. worship that they were giving was because they were getting something. Right. They were. You know. It, it's 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 false worship in a way in that they're worshiping the gift. Right, not, not the, the giver. giver of the gift, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the crowd was praising because of the miracles they'd seen, and as long as the crowd got things yeah. that they uh, that they wanted, they right. praised God. So it was easy for them because right now they had seen Jesus provide something that they wanted to see yeah. or experience, and so they were praising Him. Yeah. But so wait here, a week. Here, yeah. There's there's more to this story, and there's yeah. more passages. But you already, we're hitting some of the f- hard questions for us. Yeah. As we unpack this passage, is yes. Why do we worship Jesus? Right. He's not a pinata. Is we it, don't. Is it because? But is it because we think that we're going to have a healthy life? Yeah. Or a wealthy life, or you know, it's going to be easy. Is it because of the things? It's going to be earthly you know, things that they can yeah. get because that's at this point that's what they had seen was only earthly. Yeah. things, right? Like health restored uh, on earth or, yeah. you know, people being healed, lepers, no longer lepers. Like yeah. everything so far was still a temporary fix. Everything. 
And we can see this, it's not in here, it just popped into my mind, but if you go back to Daniel and um, uh, the fiery furnace. Okay, Shadrach, Meshach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they're going in, Daniel has that moment where he says, I believe our God is going to save us. Yes. And even if he doesn't. Oh, that's one of my favorite of all our, time. He's still our God. Even if and that's he the, doesn't. that's worship. Whereas here, yes. they're worshiping because they, and it says it right there. It says the multitude began to joy, rejoice with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. Yeah. Um, you know, we've what they had been, all these yeah. things. And this is why if you follow the week, uh, they're, they're singing Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the other uh, gospel accounts of this story. But in a few short days, they're going to be crying, crucify. murder, murder him, mm-hmm. crucify him. Fickle. We would rather have Barabbas, the guy who, the actually, murderer? <laughs> who actually organized people to go into the temple courts yeah. and at a signal stab as many people as possible. We would like that guy to be out yeah. and yeah, this crazy. guy to be put to death. Crazy. Right. And so the hard question is, why do we follow Jesus? Why do we worship? And what do we do when we don't get what we want? Mm. Right. How does that affect you? Yeah. Uh, we're going to continue on to uh, Luke 19, verses 39 and 40. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. Yeah, so and this is something they don't understand, right? Like, no. what do you mean the very stones would cry out? Like, yeah, he yeah. will be worshipped. Yeah, oh, he, he will be worshipped. Right? And, and again, he is worthy. It's, it's funny. So, so we've got the crowd worshiping Jesus because of what they've seen him do. So they were, they're worshiping the gift more than the giver. Yeah. And now you get the Pharisees coming in saying, stop these people from worshiping right. you. And they don't catch. They, yeah. Right. They're just, like, they're like, this is out, out of yeah. control here. And the, when people's hearts are far from God, hmm. they'll criticize worship. Right. One of the things that always is, is kind of interesting to me as a pastor is people will walk into a new church and they will make a decision statistically yep. in like an insane amount of time. I bet you it's within seconds. Uh, they say that when a person walks through the front door of a church, you have 10 seconds to make, 10. A, okay. to make a positive, to make a positive, you know, um, uh, impression. Yep. So most Sorry, churches, I just left you hanging there. I could have filled that in for you. The, the word got lost in <laughs> my brain. Good. Most churches, when you walk in the front door, it's going to take you 10 seconds to get to the sanctuary. <laughs> Seriously, right? though. So that's why in our world today, ten there's lots seconds. of times. Is that real? The person who greets is that's the thing. Um, Ooh, they, say, <laughs> they say that once you get into the sanctuary, if you make it through the foyer to okay, the sanctuary, all right. you get 45 seconds. That's it. So you better start with a really good song. So then I don't think that I'm very average because I like to sit back and watch and process. Yeah, no, you're, you're, I never get to choose what church I go to, though. No, you're stuck with me. And I <laughs> usually work at the church, so I'm like, you got to go. You got to go. There's no that, do you want to. This is the, the church husband, we're serving at. It's the joke where the husband wakes up and says, I don't want to go to church today. Those people don't like me. They're, yeah. always kind of, they're not nice <laughs> to me. They say mean things. And the wife looks at him and says, you have to go. You're the pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. So, Absolutely. But it's that thing, right? So <laughs> yeah, here's where always. it is. And this is, this is what it is, is when people's hearts are far from God, hmm. they criticize worship. People walk into churches and they are looking for reasons to turn around and yeah, walk back to out not have to be there, rather than yeah to enter in. Um, we've got a young couple that come to our church. Um, their their theological background and their church expression would not be similar to us. No, um, but they stuck it out. 
right? They well, and they're stayed, such a blessing. They oh, my stayed, goodness. and they yeah. the the music and the worship and the atmosphere is not what they're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, in in a you know they're used to more lively, uh, different kind of stylistic thing, different expression, um, different expression. Mm-hmm. So ours feels you know kind of muted. We don't clap or too much and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but when they got to the teaching of the word, they're like, no, this is good. And they said in their hearts, right, this is our church. Mm. We'll worship here, even though it's not exactly what we right. want. And uh, I think more people need to, to do that. Um, right. And yeah. it helps them, you know, it helps us to move closer to God with our hearts because we submit ourselves into the process of just being in worship, right? Mm. Um, because it's actually not about us. Yeah. Is it? Like, it's not about our experience and... It's, it's about no. God and what we bring to him ourselves. And that's the thing is, is we've got two, two opposite groups here. We've got one group that's worshiping the giver or the gift more than the giver. They yeah. see the signs and wonders and they're like, yes, Jesus, give us more signs and wonders. And then you've got the Pharisees who are just like, stop worshiping. This is not the way we right. tell we, you to You're making it. us uncomfortable. And we have to find solace in all of this, whether or not we're in one of those two spots. Do we have a critical, demanding mm. heart when we come to church and we go into worship? It's not exactly the way we want, so it's no, I can't do this. Mm. I can't enter in. I can't sing Amazing Grace with these instruments because I don't like these instruments. Like, where's the accordion or where's the <laughs> mandolin or where's the Why are there no whatever, drums? you know, whatever. <laughs> Why are there drums? Why are there no drums? <laughs> yeah, you can't where's win that one, show? really. Where are the lights? Where's the, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're looking for, but if you come with a criticizing spirit, You've crushed worship. If you come with a spirit that is looking at the wrong things, mm. you've missed worship. Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure that we have our eyes and hearts fixated in the right spot. That's why we started with those. We've surrendered our hearts to Jesus. Jesus has filled us with the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of God. Therefore, mm. worship must be done, right? It yeah. has to be done has by the be. believers because w- that's how we remain connected um, mm you know, emotionally, cognitively with our God is by worshiping him. Um, Yeah. Isaiah 29, verse 13. And the Lord said, because this people, because this people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips while their hearts are far from me and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. Isaiah 29. 13. Yeah. Is that the right one? Yeah, yeah. There we go. You're like, no, I don't think that's the right one. Can you, have you got, are you ready to jump right to Matthew 15? I could. Nine? I can. I wasn't sure. So God knows when we're fully in on worship, right? Matthew 15, you mean? Yeah. 15. Did you say 15? Maybe you said 15 that. verses 8 and 9. Um, yeah, I can right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. people honors me with their lips, but their hearts... Heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Worship in God's eyes has not actually changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Hmm. Well, Isaiah, this... Isaiah called it there. Mm-hmm. Jesus now quotes it here. He's saying, look, I know when there's hypocrisy in worship. God knows. Well, he's actually turning that to the Pharisees there, yeah, saying, "But he knows." Isaiah that. spoke well when he said yeah, this yeah. about you. Yeah, but it's about people who miss worship. Yeah, 
And, and the question that we need to wrestle with in our hearts is where, where are we putting, how are we coming to God in worship? Mm. Isn't, it, isn't it supposed to be something that should be the gathering together of the saints to worship God? Shouldn't that be the highest spot of our week? Shouldn't that be the thing yeah. that we get excited for? Shouldn't be that the thing that is like put it in the schedule? It's not changing. We need to be there. So yeah. often I run into people that are um, struggling in their walk of faith. They don't feel that they have vibrancy. They don't mm. feel close to God. And then when you ask, where do you go to church? Mm. They yeah. don't know. They don't. And I mean, most of the time people try to, like I, I do a bunch of counseling through a counseling center, uh, biblical counseling, and I'll ask people, where do you go to church? And they usually can tell me where. And then I'll ask a simple question. What's your pastor's name? Yeah. And most of the time they have no clue. Interesting. And I'm like, okay. So that's so, the church that they're affiliated with. <laughs> so is that just the church that's near your house that you drive yeah. by and you say you go to? Because, right. I mean, after a while, you, I would assume that you can pick out, like, Pastor Tom. Well, no no matter how big your church is, there's eventually you should know the name of your pastor <laughs> right? that's there's, well, there's usually gonna be somebody, spoken. There's going to be somebody. Even if you don't know, you're like, oh, no, but I always talk to... right. Fred at the front desk or whatever, whoever the person might be. My contact is. And, and the, the, re, the reality is um, we, can't, we can't just come to God with words. Yeah. We can't come to God with, you know, uh, just our brain. Mm. We have to bring, like, everything has to be firing on all cylinders. We worship with our hearts, not just our mouths. Right. Right? We need to re you know, have all of these things working together. The heart needs to, you know, lead to the words that are coming out of our mouths. Mm -hmm. The actions that come out of what we do, it all turns into worship. And it's in those moments where we choose not to be critical, but rather invest into the worship experience. Mm -hmm. And we choose not to get sidetracked by the things that are not actually the creator. Yeah. God. Yeah. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, right? We, we're driven to worshiping in the right way, which means we want to, um, you know, surrender ourselves to walking through the hard bits, right? This triumphal entry, Jesus comes in and everybody's for him. And inside of seven days, everybody leaves. Everybody's against him. Everybody's gone. Yeah. Including the disciples, by and large. Yeah. Right? And so... Like, as we worship, we need to be preparing ourselves for those hard times when it's going to feel like everybody else bails out mm -hmm. so that we don't. Yeah, right. And we don't do it out of um, obligation that yeah. we have this sense that we, well, we were brought up to do this, so we have to do this. We're going to put our time in and leave. We do it because we love him and yeah. because we want to know him Yeah, and we want to honor him. Exactly. Uh, Thanks for joining us, guys, for a conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to those who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Until next time.